Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Welcome back, everybody. Taco Tuesday coming at you on a Monday. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla. How you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm glad we're doing it on Monday. You asked to switch. I don't know what you're doing on Tuesday. Is it because you wanted to watch the NBA draft lottery and see how bad <laughs> that pick's going to be or how great for the Pelicans and how terrible it is for Lakers? No, it's not because of that. Although I, I when the Lakers weren't doing so well, I used to love the draft lottery. It was really exciting. So uh, and didn't it work out in their favor like every single year? Like every yeah, single time got- it was like, oh, it could be a top 10. And it was like top five every time. Yeah, I remember a lot of people would say it was rigged for the right. Lakers and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, good luck to all those teams. It is very nerve-wracking. I'll say that. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about basketball when your horse ain't in it. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. Like, honestly, I know that Laker fans don't want the Celtics to win. I get it. I don't either. But I'm not like, it's not ruining my day. And it's not making it better. You know what I'm saying? Like just watching the Suns yesterday get demolished. It's just good old fashioned fun. You know, the Celtics beating the, the, the Bucks as bad as they did, probably unexpected, but tomorrow the lottery, like, am I, I'm already, I'm not even upset that the Lakers don't have that pick because it's the Anthony Davis pick. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, the championship is here. Anthony Davis is here. You kind of got what you wanted out of that. So I'm not really going to watch that and get all nervous and be all upset if the Pelicans end up with the first pick or something, you know, I'm just not. Are you, are you upset oh, about it? Are, what do you think people will be? Like, yes. It's Lakers. Uh, yes. Laker fans freak out about everything. I, I guess saw, that's true. Oh man. So I did, I have a friend of mine and this has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but I have a friend of mine who always, every time one of the baby Lakers does something good, his bit to me is should have kept them. That's what he always, that's what he always texts me. Right. Um, and I went back and I was like, you know what? Let's go back and look at what the Lakers could have done. If we're going to play this game, just to, just to mess with him a little bit. They could have drafted Zach Levine over Julius Randall. They could have drafted Devin Booker instead of D'Angelo Russell. I think Ingram, Brandon Ingram is a great pick. I don't think anybody's, there wasn't anybody there. They're like, oh, they could have taken that guy. They could have had Tatum mm. over Lonzo Ball, and they easily could have kept Zubats. Now, if you're looking at a Levine, Booker, Ingram, Tatum, Zubats lineup right now, that's a great what if, isn't it? Yeah, like even as well as the Lakers have drafted, like there's still areas where they could have even drafted even better, right. which is actually pretty crazy. Yeah, like those what ifs, are, are always fun they to do and stuff like that. You. But they will kill yeah. you if you live your life that way. What if we did this? What if we would? What if, what if we would have hired Jason Kidd and not Frank Vogel? What if we would have, you know, not traded Russell Westbrook and got Buddy Healed? What if we would have not dismantled the championship roster and turned it into the laughing stock of the NBA? You know, you can literally give yourself <laughs> an aneurysm if you if you play that game. So for those of you that are going to tune into the NBA draft lottery tomorrow. Just take it easy, man. Just relax. You know, it wasn't like you traded for Anthony Davis and he was a complete bust. You know, like Anthony Davis, I I would argue, is ex- the exact same player he was in New Orleans. 
when healthy, he's a top 10 guy and you won a championship with him. So therapy session right now, I guess, but guys relax. Even if the Pelicans up with the, end up with a top five pick, I, I believe I read they have a 99.6% chance of ending up with a top 10 pick. So, I mean, cool. I mean, like, again, like just because you're drafting the top five, like we've seen with Zion, uh, things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, players don't work out injuries happen. So it's not a guarantee that any of those players are going to be as good as an Anthony Davis, for example. So, uh, yeah, first like knee jerk reaction is to obviously kind of, to kind of say, Oh, that could have been us, especially when you don't have any young players on your roster right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think there should be any worrying or stuff like that, but how about, regret? how about regret? It, you know what it is? I, I, it's just, there's like an excitement of having a draft pick. It's that like that mystery to it. I used to always love the draft. Even the Lakers had like the 27th pick. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, like here we go. Let's give me a superstar. What was that? That was Kuzma, you know? Like and it worked out stuff. really yeah, well. They've, they've done some good stuff, obviously, in the draft. Um, but I don't know. I just think that because this season was so awful, you know, and the Pelicans had a pretty decent year for what they were expected to be without Zion. I think that everything's getting highlighted into like a, a, like the worst thing of all time. And I would say that for me personally, I I have no regret about the Anthony Davis trade whatsoever, regardless of how much he's been injured. It's, you knew what you were getting. Everybody knew what you were getting. So to me, no regret. I'm also not going to freak out if the Pelicans get a top, 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 top pick. It is what it is, man. The Lakers have so much work to do. And yes, a draft pick would have been nice, but I mean, that's, that's long gone, dude. They signed an AD to an extension. That's how long it's been. So everybody just pump the brakes. So before we get into what we're going to talk about uh, regarding the Lakers update, you're growing the beard back out. You know, I'm not, I'm, it's just stubble. Like it's just, it just grows real fast. I'm actually, I was going to shave it a bit yesterday because mm-hmm. I had to buy a new electric razor. So it came in the mail. So I'm going to try it out tonight, see how it goes. But I'll say this, like it, it was really hot this past weekend. Yeah. So I, I think my decision or my mistake or whatever you want to call it really paid off because having a like full on beard in this weather, is not fun. Yeah. I rode my Peloton, which is in a room of mine and it was 91 degrees outside and I rode it. And the amount of sweat that was dripping mm-hmm. from my beard, that was uh, disturbing, like how hot it was <laughs> in, <laughs> in that room, dude. So I feel you. But I, I thought I was like, oh, he's growing the beard back out. He's going to let it rock. But yeah, that's cool. Just lazy. <laughs> okay. All good. I like it. Did you have you been getting compliments? Have you been getting more comparisons? I, uh, uh, comparisons. I don't know. Not comparisons. I have got compliments from just like random people on the street. Like as I was like running, like, a, I mean, a it's a, but I'll say it was a group of teenagers and yeah. I don't know if they're making fun of me or yeah. if they're wholesome about it. Was like, it like nice stash dude? Or was yeah, it like exactly. hey, nice stash dude? Mm, maybe the, maybe the first one. First one might be a little bit of a ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just gave him a thumbs up and you work in a, you work in a school, right? Yeah, but I, I still wear my mask at at, at work oh, okay. because it. So they don't know what's to, going on under there. No, no. Which <laughs> that's yeah. great. They don't that's even know great. what I look like. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. My sister too. My sister works in school, and she still is masked up. She's like, 
she works with uh middle schoolers. She's like, oh, those kids are disgusting. I'm not exactly. taking my mask off. So I feel you on that. That's true though. Cause like there is, okay, this is so no one cares about this, but <laughs> speaking of that, um, where I get my haircuts, I've been going with this girl for a few years, but she was wearing a mask for so long that up until probably like three haircuts ago, she had stopped wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, you have braces. Oh, you have a nose ring. Like if I, I would have walked by her in grocery stores and not noticed her at all or recognized her at all because you're covering half your face. So it totally makes sense what you're saying. It, it is wild. Like some of the kids, like I worked with them because our school is kind of unique. It's like a grade four through 12. Mm -hmm. So you can, go in an elementary student and leave us like graduating with your diploma. And uh, before the pandemic, I worked with a few like fifth graders and then the pandem pandemic happened and we came back. So those kids are like in seventh, eighth grade now. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm annoyed. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what happened to you? Like, yeah. so yeah, it, it's just the times we live in, I guess. Um, speaking of jobs, are you taking over for Harrison? No, no, but that, that, that was big news. That, that was big news. It's public hard. now. Uh, and I'm an idiot. I not an idiot. I just, the general slack for like for silver screen roll is a very active thread. So I miss things and I miss that. I missed that one completely. And I think everybody, every single person posted something on the general slack. And I think I was the only one that didn't. I literally text Harrison two hours ago <laughs> and he told us what a week ago uh, better late than never though right yeah he made it public i see here on the website uh on friday or saturday and we've known for a while i guess i don't remember when and i just felt like a dick i was like my bad dude i missed <laughs> this completely uh congratulations though to harrison i wanted to say that um he's been since i started because i started podcasting since before i was working with you and he's been here like the whole time, I think. So yeah, and I've I've followed Harrison since he was a writer on the site, and like I like I tweeted this out, but and I'm not just trying to like not be a kiss ass or anything, but seriously, like when I was growing up, and I don't want to make him sound old, but like he was one of the writers I looked up to, and uh, his work on the silver screen role was really influential, and so I'm really proud of him, and I think he's doing really well in his new job. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's still going to work for the company. He's not really going. He's just going to be general NBA now instead of just Lakers. But I'm sure his Twitter feed will listen. When you cover the NBA, you cover the Lakers. Watch any talking head show. Lakers haven't played basketball in two months, and they're still pretty much top of the rundown almost every single show. So uh, shout out to Harrison, man. Congratulations. But what we are going to talk about today, Alex, I guess we can get into it now, is... I would say today, I don't know. What is your read on how people reacted to the story that came out today from the athletic Sam Amick reporting that Lakers are reportedly asking head coaching candidates, how they would utilize Russell Westbrook. I saw a lot of like screaming memes, a lot of like houses on fire, mm -hmm. like general destruction. <laughs> um, so I, uh, yeah, not, not good is the reaction I got. Yeah. What was your reaction? You know what? I didn't really, I didn't read too much into it. Obviously, like if we're taking it on face value, it sounds like the percentage of Westbrook 
coming back is higher than maybe a lot of people thought it would be. But I also kind of always read these off-season reports kind of, I don't know, with a grain of salt because you don't know who's trying to gain leverage and why. But, like, if you're hiring a new coach, and sh- like, shouldn't that coach be operating with the possibility that Westbrook's going to be on the roster? Exactly what I was thinking. How, yeah. How, what did you think about it? When I read it, I was like, well, of course. Yeah. He's still on the team. He's under contract. Like to assume that they're going to be able to trade him or just flat out not be on the team, it would be doing a disservice to the head coaching candidate. Like, why wouldn't you ask what they would do for Russell Westbrook? He's one of what four or five guys that are actually committed to come back next year. I think they have 13 free agents, the Lakers. So, <laughs> yeah, of course you're gonna. Why wouldn't you ask? Hey, by the way, if you get this job, how would you how would you best utilize Russell Westbrook in this roster? And be like, first, uh, what roster? Second, uh, this is what I think. Because I'm sure everybody in the NBA, everybody in the NBA had to watch Lakers this year and had an idea of how to use Russell Westbrook. Obviously, it was the, the biggest talking point of the offseason. So to me, I was like, I wouldn't even call it due diligence. I was like, yeah, of course, it's on my list of questions to ask a head coach candidate. Yeah, I guess more than anything, it's the, it, it is that that outcome being more I'm not saying the most realistic, but in op like a option that's going to happen this offseason where Westbrook most likely picks up his player option. Like that's going to happen, yeah. Regardless if it's he's in a chair or it's not. Like two but, givens, right? Kendrick Dunn and Russell Westbrook picking up those options. They're yeah. not going to leave that money on the table. So, um, if they can't make a trade, then obviously Westbrook's going to be back unless the Lakers stretch him or buy him out. Or buy, again, I'm not sure how likely those scenarios are either. So. Yeah, any head coach coming in, that's just the most likely, maybe maybe the first question or a few first free questions. And um, yeah, like, did that report make you feel any more confident or less confident that trade's going to actually happen? I would say that the goal in the Lakers, in the, the giant ring of people that we talked about last week helping Genie Bus, I would probably say that the goal is to trade Russell Westbrook, unless your name Phil Jackson. Obviously, we heard that report as well. But there's, I don't see how you can watch this team and think, you know what the best thing to do for this team is? Trade LeBron James. You know, I would say that the majority of people watching the Lakers this year were like, clearly this whole Russell Westbrook thing didn't fit. The exit interview was like the nail in the coffin for me. You know, like he, he, I think he thought he was gone. I think the media at that point thought he was gone and Lakers front office, but you know what? Probably gone. So did it change my opinion? No, I would still say that if they can, they would get rid of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, if you're the Lakers, even if you like are Phil Jackson and you like Russell Westbrook, say you bring him back, you're capped out. Like any moves around the margins, I don't think are going to be substantial enough to change the outcome of this season either. Like outside of being healthy, like, yeah, you're going to win more games and a new coach is going to help also. But trading Westbrook is one of the few things they can do to get new pieces. I'm not saying they're going to get a lot of value back for him, but you are going to get some new players back and maybe that can make a difference. But yeah, I I think trying to find a new home for him has got to be high up on the priority list. Yeah, I would think so as well. I think that he... I mean, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's back. You know, I I just wouldn't. Like, 
And I think just because I think the season being over, the emotions kind of coming out of it, not hearing from him for a while, just kind of like cooled off on the fact like, listen, like at the end of the day, they might just bring him back. And they may not be willing to trade their only draft pieces for the rest of the decade. And they may not like what they get in return. They're, the coach might sell them, whoever they hire, and be like, this is the best way to use Russell Westbrook. And they might like that. I don't know. I don't. There's still so many things up in the air. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even think that there is a clubhouse favorite right now on who the head coach is going to be. So to talk, to start talking about roster construction, I think we're far, far away from that. And like you said, what roster? Like that, I think that's the biggest thing. Like that's why before we even talked about Westbrook, we talked about the, the new coaches and all that. Like if you're a coach coming in, you, you really have no clue who you're coaching outside of LeBron AD, maybe Westbrook, maybe not. And you have a group of maybe Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, and a bunch of minimums. Can you say with a hundred percent certainty that you will be coaching LeBron and AD as well? I would assume so. You Unless so? you're are you talking about like not being healthy. No, I mean, just saying like, is there any chance that one of those guys isn't on the Lakers this year? No, I can't see it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't like, I'm not think. I don't think it's going to happen. I would put the possibilities of it happening at like below 10%, but I wouldn't throw it out the window either. And what if LeBron tells the Lakers like, Hey, I'm not going to resign trade me and get something for me. I mean, then it's is a disaster. That, is that, <laughs> it's a disaster, but is it out of the realm of possibilities? I, I, nothing really is in the NBA, obviously, but I, from all the, the reporting and stuff, sounds like LeBron's on okay grant, like footing with the Lakers and with Jeannie. And that is, matters. But is Jeannie really making the call here? We've had this discussion over and over and over. We had a whole podcast about it last week. And then between then and now, reports that, as valid as they are or not, the report saying that Phil Jackson wants to trade, I mean, report or just throw away comment by an LA Times columnist the same guy that I said gave the most softball interview of all time. Like, I, I just think that I would say that Anthony Davis will be on this roster. 100%. I would say that LeBron James will be on this roster. 95 plus percent. Wow. Even I, just that 5% seems like high. I know. I know it does. But for me, I just, there's so much noise around the team right now. That's why it's that high. You know, that's, and it's the Phil Jackson thing, the whole posse thing, the blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's just, I wouldn't rule it out completely. Maybe 5% is too high, but I just wouldn't rule it out completely. So going back to the point of the Russell Westbrook, you know, line today. Yeah, man. Like what roster am I coaching? That's the number one question. So, and, and like, do you think a new coach coming in when they're asked about Westbrook? Do you think any of them push back a little bit and like see that as like a downside to taking on the job? Like we saw what happened between Westbrook and Vogel on the court through the media. Like does a new coach, especially a young coach, if it's like a Darvin ham or literally any, anyone else, like do they want to take on that kind of burden of having to deal with another West Westbrook season? Like, I, I don't know. Depends. You know, like is the coach, have the confidence slash ego to be the guy saying I can fix this. Is that how they go in with the interview is the coach coming in with the, with the attitude of this can be fixed, but you got to move this guy. 
and th- I, I think that the Lakers have probably heard both already. Yeah. I would assume that they've definitely heard both. There's been a candidate in there that said, I can fix this with those three guys. I can make this work. Here's how. I also think that they've definitely heard. I can make LeBron and AD work again. We got to find a way to move Russ out. And this is the way I will implement a roster. If you can move Russ out. I definitely, I mean, it has to have happened already. Yeah. Who that is. I don't know. I've already lost track of who they interviewed too. So (laughs) (laughs) they've interviewed a lot of people already. Like I'll say this, like they, their coaching search so far has been really thorough and that that was something that all the reports said that was going to be, they're going to take their time. And I've been kind of pleasantly surprised with some of the names they've interviewed a lot of favorite, uh, my favorite. Yeah. I I'm a Darvin ham fan. Honestly, I I think that I've, I've been that since he was first, his name popped up. Yeah. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense in terms of potentially winning. Now he, I I know Milwaukee just lost, but he's been credited for a lot of the positives that's gone on over there. And if for whatever reason we were looking at a rebuild in a year or two, you have a kind of guy in place who's done good work with kind of younger players and you kind of get a win now and rebuild coach at the same time that I like. Um, I don't want a stopgap head coach. I want a head coach that the next guy we like hire is going to be here for four years. Yeah, that would be a, that would be an accomplishment. I would, I would, yeah. if you, <laughs> if the next guy you get is here for four years, I would say that everything worked out perfectly somehow. <laughs> is there a name you like? No, nothing stood out to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I told you, like, I don't think it's hard for me to get excited about a coach when the, there's so many questions about the roster. And I think the roster is more important than the coach with a team like, like that's led by LeBron and AD. I just think that the roster is more important than man. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't like to me, like there's no one that's like, dang, if we get that guy, I really believe in him. Like there's just, I'm, I'm glad it's not going to be doc rivers. I'm very glad about that. Um, I'm glad that we're only competing against the Hornets for a head coach yeah. job. So, much. and the Kings took away one of the guys that I didn't want it to be too. The Kings took uh, Mike Brown. So what I find interesting and I've had this discussion on my radio show is how much former players and current players are verbally being positive about Mark Jackson. Like that still continues to baffle me. He's been a head coach once in his career. He hasn't been a head coach in eight years, seven years, however long it's been. It just continues to be shocking to me that he has that much respect like today both obviously if you watched television today on any sports television you saw pat beverly on espn both he and jj reddick when asked who the lakers should hire brought up mark jackson like okay so what are we not seeing what is the media not seeing i i think for a lot of players like there's a certain respect like you have for another former player, another player who played at a high level. Um, I almost like, again, you don't know this until you're inside the locker room, but I I would assume that it's easier for them to kind of have that leadership kind of buy in right away because of their rep as a player versus a guy who's maybe never, never played and is straight out of like the film room 
or an assistant. Yeah. I, I think it's just easier off the bat to have that name value, like a Jason Kidd was another guy who had some everybody baggage, but players always kind of talk yeah. well about him. So yeah, I think beyond that, again, maybe there's good stuff internally they like, but the track record isn't great. And and recently there's been like more allegations against him that mm-hmm. uh, not, not great either. So yeah, I'm not read, saying it. If you read out sports, which is also an SB nation website that you've seen the stuff that, that is brought up again on Mark Jackson. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't think players care as much as the media cares. I genuinely have always thought that, that it becomes a bigger deal in the media. And that's when players start caring when they have to, when they keep getting asked about things, that's when players care. Players don't necessarily care about things that happened in 2010. That's, that's, a pretty broad stroke, but I think it's a pretty accurate stroke when they start getting asked about these things. That's when it becomes an issue. When Jason kid was here as the Lakers, they never got asked about it. Cause it never got brought up. And now you're seeing the success that Jason kid is having and it's not getting brought up and he's not being players. Aren't being asked about it. You know, articles aren't being written about it. There's not a talking point on television. So as I'm not trying to excuse the actions that, these guys have done i'm just telling you what it is like if you can survive the 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 wave of of media at first things tend to disappear so then what do you think we're missing why why do and then they're not alone they're not the only two players there's i'm sure there's plenty others and even how about NBA pat media bev's people. list today what was that how about pat bev's list today of who the lakers should hire i i didn't see this so it's new to me on first take as well uh jj reddick was you know talking about Mark Jackson, and at the end Max Kellerman. So this may, maybe was not first take. Max Kellerman asked Pat Bev, uh, "What what do you think?" And he said Kenny Atkinson, which is he's a current Warriors assistant. The Lakers are interviewing him, or have either interviewed him already too. He said Mark Jackson, who's also been interviewed by Lakers, and old friend alert, Mike D'Antoni. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I heard uh, someone throw that out for the Lakers, but okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. Any one of those three? Or obviously the new two there, Atkinson or, or D'Antoni, do anything for you? Uh, not as a, I'm not sure so much of a head coach. I, I like Atkinson. I, I think he'd be kind of an interesting, like assistant coaching hire. Like, I think that'd be a good, uh, a good guy to get for a staff, especially for maybe a younger coach. Um, but the D'Antoni thing, especially if Phil's back on board with, uh, the Lakers, if magic's back on board with the Lakers, you know, not the greatest past relationship there with, with Mike. Um, this is just Pat Beverly's opining. There was no report or anything there. Did he, uh, did he, did he, besides giving the list, did he say why or reasons why he named? Uh, he said just the run and gun with Russ, I guess okay. it was very quick, very quick. It was more about Mark Jackson. You know what? If they're, I mean, if they're looking for a coach, uh, that can work with, with Russ. He, Russ worked really well under D'Antoni for what it's yeah. worth in Houston. So but uh, different, different roster. Uh, that roster was basically created to work next to Russ. Russ so, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is from the athletic on the 13th, the Lakers, uh, the closest to current favorites, Darvin Ham and Terry Stotts. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about, uh, Terry Stotts much. Um, and if we're going off the the kind of 
criteria that the people have talked about head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Terry Stotts has that. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a one championship. He does have a ton of playoff success, some wins with Portland here and there, but, um, of all the guys they've kind of interviewed and stuff, like he's probably the most safe, I would say like just like vanilla yeah. head coaching. I think of like Terry Stotts. Uh, he had eight straight. Is it eight straight years? Yeah. Eight straight years of playoff basketball with the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And he lost in the first round five of those. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he had a winning record with the Blazers. Does he come in and demand respect from this veteran core? I, I have no idea. Yeah. Is there someone? And also, too, does he the relate very Frank Vogel to me? Doesn't he? Yeah. He would be the kind of guy that they would bring in and all, it'll all go to shit. And then they start over and fire him after one year. And, and that's the thing with this head coaching hire. I feel like they're going to try to go as far away from a guy like Frank Vogel as possible. And that's not saying that's good or bad in their approach, but I just can't see them hiring a similar type of personality. Same with Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. That's why I said maybe an assistant. I think he'd be. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's also maybe some sort of like Ty Lu effect maybe going on with Darvin Ham, someone that can relate to the players, someone that's not too far separated age wise, mm-hmm. you know, someone, um, I just think that there's that factor, you know, like someone that they can come in. By the way, did we talk about this? Are we counting Ty Lue out? Oh, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the news that came out with today. him today, right? Yeah, he is now represented by Clutch Sports. I mean, that would have been helpful, uh, helpful a few years ago yeah. with those negotiations, I yeah. bet. Well, if you're going to trade picks, would you rather trade, if you're, would you rather trade picks for Nick Nurse or Ty Lue? Uh, preferably I would trade picks for either, but I like Nick nurse. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. I don't think, but I mean, if we're talking, if we were talking about it for Nick nurse, why not talk about it for Ty Lue? I mean, the Lakers and Clippers just don't talk, right? If they do that, (laughs) if they do that, all reports about clutch, not running the Lakers go out the window, Mm. all of them. I don't care what you say. If you trade for Ty Lue, now that he's part of clutch sports, all of those reports are, you might as well name rich Paul, the new GM, make him <laughs> let go of his agent con- lease or whatever it is license. Cause my goodness, man. But yeah, I don't think that's happening either, but yeah. I mean, so where are you at with this whole Westbrook thing? Cause like you said, people were pretty upset about it today. Like another angle. I'm not sure if we actually even touched on it. Like, did you find it? I, at least this, was one of the first takeaways I, I had when I read it. I kind of felt it was like the Lakers leaking this a bit, telling other teams, like, we don't have to trade him. Like, he only has a year left on his deal. We can just eat the year, mm-hmm. keep our picks, our, mm-hmm. our some of our only picks we have left, and have a ton of cap space heading into the next offseason. Why are we desperate? Maybe it works. Maybe having the three guys healthy, they weren't healthy. Like, maybe with a new head coach, this works. We're not desperate. That's how I read it. Yeah, I also saw someone, I forget who wrote the, I might have been Jacob that wrote it up on silver screen today saying like, well, it's also them interviewing people that are going to go back to their current jobs and they can then go tell their organization, though, I think they're going to keep Russ and put that good point Put that. Yeah, I think it was Jacob that did it. So shout out Jacob. And it's like put that in their brain that they're not desperate to get rid of Russ to bring up 
the the trade value a little bit, you know, like that they're not just going to take anything. That was Jacob that wrote it. So, I mean, that's another angle. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's just common sense that you're going to ask how you would utilize Russell Westbrook because he's on your team. Until he's not, then you take you act as if he is. So I'm saying, do you think this was a Lakers source that provided this information? Yes. Or was this a coach who got interviewed and gave this information up? I don't know who Sam Amick's source is, but Sam Amick has someone inside the Lakers. That is pretty clear. Um, I don't think it was coming from a head coach candidate. I think it was coming from the Lakers. Like this isn't coming from Terry like, Stotts. <laughs> consider the source, right? And what I mean by that is consider who's writing it. Sam Amick writes about the Lakers all year long. Like he has someone in there that's telling him stuff. So I definitely think it was a Lakers leak. Was it, could it, but to your point, could it have been leaked on purpose? Maybe. Do I give them, I, do I think they're that smart? No. <laughs> I think that's something Anthony was, was tweeting about and talked about today in Slack was like, it's, it, it's like nice to think the Lakers are kind of trying to gain some leverage here, but do we trust them enough to think that this is actually what happened or are they just simply they are just asking coaches, how would you coach right. Russ? And I think both could be true, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I mean, are we going to give them any benefit of the doubt right now? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. And, and again, like, I'm not sure if these leverage plays ultimately work or not. A lot of this can just be posturing still between both teams, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think until now, and if a trade happens, I think we're just going to get multiple reports of, I have a feeling we're to get one where the Lakers are approaching this season with the mindset of Westbrook on the roster. I feel like we're going to get at least one of those headlines and then Twitter is going to melt down or something. I guess we'll find out. Only time will tell. If Russell Westbrook comes back next year, Lakers Twitter will melt. Like, I don't know if Twitter will still be around by then because I don't know what's happening with Elon Musk, but still Lakers Twitter will melt down. Would, would you try again? It's just a random question, but would you trade Westbrook if it means trading both first round picks of the future? It's so hard for me to get attached to something four and six years apart, like from now. Is it four or is it 27 and 29? I don't even know. So it could be five and seven years from now. You know, the world change, the basketball landscape changes so drastically. Did I think the Lakers would be here two years removed from the championship? No. So. For me to get attached to a 2027 pick and a 2029 pick in 2022, no, I'm not. So would I be down to do it? Yes. Yes, I would. And I think the Lakers are saying all the right things of saying, no, we don't want to trade these picks. We're not going to trade a first round pick. Yeah. For John Wall, like, no, we'll just write it out. And I think when, you know, it comes down to it, I have a feeling they will trade the pick if they can get something back in return to help them this year. Yeah. And also offload Westbrook. I think that's the ideal outcome the Lakers are hoping for. But um, it might go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history if you do trade the picks, because it's not what you gave up for Russ. It's then what you also gave up to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Like the whole package of it, it's not looking to go good. down yeah. as one of the worst trades in NBA history if they have, if they do it. So. We'll see. Nothing's going to make me mad or happy right now with the Lakers, dude. It's just like, it's just not, I'm not going to get too high or low on anything. I just can't. Cause if I do in May, by the time things actually start happening, I, my head might explode. So I'm trying to be even as even keel as possible. 
what happens first, a head coach hire or Westbrook trade? Oh, head coach hire. Head coach hire. Okay. No. I think we're going to get a head coach hire before the before draft. Before the draft. I don't know. I just think because I just think that they're only competing against one team. I think the Lakers will have their pick. I genuinely think that a coach isn't going to take the Hornets over the Lakers as bad. And I know that's very confident and cocky of me. And I could be extremely wrong. Like if Darvin Ham gets offered both jobs, would he take the Hornets over the Lakers? I don't think he would choose the Hornets. I mean, if he gets the, like, why did the Hornets just hire that fire their coach? They're not some like awesome organization either. They might have a better roster, but they're not some, and they may not have a better roster. Like what if we were all wrong? And this was Frank Vogel's fault. What if Russell Westbrook is a extremely good point guard? What if Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James are going to the NBA finals next year? And we were just terribly, terribly mistaken by blaming Rob Polinka in the front office when it was really Frank Vogel's fault. That's what the, I mean, if we're to believe the sources in that athletic article today, it sounds like Phil, that was one of his arguments was we know he's a fan of Westbrook, but also like maybe it was Vogel's fault for not using him well and kind of complaining about having to deal with him. Maybe he was so pissed off that a, you broke, you like teared his championship team. You didn't give him an extension. Mm -hmm. He never tried to adapt to Russell Westbrook. He made Russell Westbrook adapt to him. He didn't have a healthy Anthony Davis. He had a very hurt LeBron James. Maybe. That's you're not going to give your... That's as positive as I can ever get. You're not going to give total effort at a job knowing you're going to be fired at the end of the year. Frank Vogel, he was going to be fired before the season started. Unless they won a championship. He knew. And then by early December, he knew he was getting fired no matter what. So yeah. Go get... Terry Stotts then, and then let's do this thing. <laughs> I can talk myself into that. I can, I won't, but I can, I can talk I, myself I, yeah. into it was all Frank Vogel's fault, but I'm not going to do it. Cause I don't think it's true, but I can talk. I, I think I just made a pretty good argument right now. Oh, I would there, say are, the there are Laker oh. fans out there that believe everything I just said. Oh yeah. And I'm sure the front office themselves that, I mean, just to protect themselves are, are saying that internally. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just need a new head coach. Like, look, off, yeah. Look, we had a bad, we had bad luck last year. You know, Kendrick Nunn never suited up. We, you know, we never had those three guys play together for longer than, I mean, what they play like four games in a row together. They're just hurt all the time. Mm. You know, they, I could see how they could talk themselves into that would be wrong, but I could see. Yeah. So it sounds like where we've, uh, the conclusion we've come to is a uh, Terry Stotts hire and a Westbrook starting 82 games next year for the Lakers. What's up Lakers 2023. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. You know, what's funny. That's not out of the realm of us. Oh, not at all. No. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, if you're going to run it back, if you're going to run it back with those three, at least give us like a Darvin ham, you know, someone, That's younger, someone new, someone that we don't know what they could do. Take, take a home run swing. Uh, if you hire Mark Jackson, Terry Stotts, a Dan Tony, Atkinson. like uh, that's like a single at best, single double, maybe. Maybe Mark Jackson isn't. Maybe Mark Jackson is a home run swing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just think okay, if they bring in an old white dude, that is very boring. That's kind of what I was getting at. If you bring in like a younger, 
or like a, uh, an experienced like black head coach that can, that can connect to the players at that has their respect already. That's what I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. just talked about the respect that Mark Jackson has the respect that maybe a Darvin Hamp could have the respect that Jason Kidd had. If you bring in a guy like that, I would be, I'd, I'd rather have, Never mind. I'm not going to say it. You know what it is? It, the Lakers are just so, they feel so old, old fashioned, kind of like outdated. Like all the names in the front office outside of Plinka, and even Plinka has negatives to him. But like between Phil Jackson, Kurt Rambis, Magic Johnson, how like glued in are these guys like the modern game? Yeah, like not at all. They still talk about like, I don't Rangel. know, like dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I is like get a new interesting guy in there like a Darvin Ham or uh, it was Agent Griffin someone like one of those instances they're interviewing they might strike out and so be it but at least it's creative it's outside the box they'll they'll probably be more incorporated with what's going on you know in the modern game like Darvin Ham has worked closely with Milwaukee one of the lead assistants they just won championship they lost this year but at least he knows how to scheme against like. Oh, the other team has like five wings out there. Like how to like how are you gonna stop with, that? He worked with Giannis. Maybe you can take yeah. what Giannis does and put it in AD. And I'm sure that like if I'm him, that's one of my main pitches. Mm-hmm. Like I can I know I made Giannis and the MVP. Giannis <laughs> hey. didn't do that. I did it. Hey, maybe how about this? I'll leave on a positive note. This is from Harrison just retweeted this. This is from a Lakers staff employee member. He's the associate director for social media at the Lakers tomorrow for the first time since March of 2020, the entire Lakers staff will be working from the office. Maybe oh, that's cool. All their brains can get back on track together. You know, maybe other home offices, like everybody in an office together, everybody kumbaya, everybody just get positive and hopefully it trickles upwards into the front office and everybody's minds get rolling and everybody starts talking together. You're hanging out at the water cooler. Is that Phil Jackson? Hey, Phil, ever let me tell you about Darvin Ham. Okay. Let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Kurt, come over here, Kurt. Let's share this, uh, this, this baked potato in the cafeteria and, <laughs> and talk about the head coaching search. Yeah. yeah ridiculous yeah. right now, but I'm just looking for, I'm trying to dude. This is the most positive I've ever been in a podcast, maybe ever since maybe since the Lakers won a championship. Yeah, it's the power of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I just think that I said I started the show with this and I'll end the show with this. Let's all just wait and see. Let's all relax. Let's all it's going to play out one way or the other. But to freak out about reports and rumors and lotteries and all that would just not do us any good. So yeah, was, and yeah, I, I do hope they hire a head coach relatively soon, though, and 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 maybe that signals where they're going in terms of what happens with Westbrook and the roster. So, uh, but so far, I'll say this: the candidates have been mostly like names. I would like, okay, yeah, like I can see that being okay, with a few exceptions. But yeah, all right. Well, we'll see. Alex at Alex M Regla on Twitter. Um, Catches work, silverscreenroll.com. Uh, this was a this is a long one for us, but hey, lots to talk about today. So why not? Yeah, man, I pre I, it's always fun talking with you about this stuff. And um, we're finally getting closer to actual maybe news, new players, <laughs> new coaches, <laughs> hypotheticals would be no more. Yeah. I mean, are they talking to anybody? Oh, I guess Atkinson's still coaching. Anybody else still coaching that they're talking to? 
Now no, that I think Bucks you're right. Out? I think they might be. No, yeah, I think yeah. that's why a hire could happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying before yeah. the draft. Sure. And here, guess what, Laker fans? At least you didn't lose by 50 in Game <sighs> Seven. I know they only lost by 32, but really, come on. That was that. That was rough. Uh, yeah. At least that didn't happen. At least that didn't happen. Alex, this is fun. We'll talk to everybody next week. Subscribe to the show, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen to audio podcasts. We are there. Taco Tuesday, Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Alex, thanks so much, man. Thank you, man.